today I want to talk to you about Frozen. Frozen. How many of you have seen the movie Frozen? Anybody have seen the movie Frozen? Yes, some of you have seen the movie Frozen. How many of you are going to go see the movie Frozen? Just lift your hand. Okay, I'm not going to ruin the movie for you today. Just want you to know that. I'm not going to ruin it for you today. But I want to talk to you about Frozen today. A week and a half ago, my family loaded up the car on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and we went to see the movie Frozen. And we went to Penn Square Mall. And now, if you don't live in Oklahoma City, Metro area, you live somewhere, somewhere else and you're watching online, you won't know this, but I'll, I'll connect the dots for you. How many of you have recently went to the movies at the Penn Square Mall? Lift your hand. You went to the movie Penn Square? Yeah, yeah. Come on, number recline and see. What's up? They recline all the way back. I'm like, yes, come on, doing a kid's movie. If it's not that good, just sleep. But this was good. Frozen was good, and we went, and we got our popcorn, and I got my usual Diet Coke. When I'm at the movies, I get a Diet Coke, and we had our Skittles, and we went back. How many of you get popcorn when you go to the movies? Anybody get popcorn? Yeah, man. How many of you, when you get popcorn, you go to the butter, pl- butter and you put extra butter? I mean, come on, where, 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 where are my cholesterol-struggling people at? Come on, where are you? I'm, wanna, I'm trying to identify you so I can pray for you. Maybe you didn't know this, that popcorn already has butter on it, and you went and put more butter. That's okay. That's okay. It's the movies, all right? So you get some extra butter, and I was sitting there with my whole family, and we started watching this movie, Frozen. And there's a little girl in the movie. Her name is Anna. And Anna, her heart gets frozen in the movie. And she has a frozen heart. And, and the only thing that can fall out her frozen heart is an act of genuine love. She needs a true act of love. And that's the only thing that can thaw out her frozen heart. Can I tell you something about life? Is that in life, a lot of us get a frozen heart. Life has a way of freezing our hearts. And and the good thing about Christmas, the good news about Christmas is that there was an act of of love. And and this act of love that God did was to thaw out our frozen hearts and that we could live a life that would honor and that would please God. The scripture says it like this. It's a very famous scripture to many of us, even if you're new to church or your first time in church in years or your first time ever, you probably have heard this scripture. John chapter 3 and verse 16 says this, for God so loved the world, that's you, that's me, that he gave his one and only son an act of true love that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to notice this, God sent his son to save the world through him, through, through Jesus. Jesus came to save us, to save us from our sin, to save us from our pain, to save us from our problems. Christmas is about an act of true love. The son of God was born that first Christmas day over 2,000 years ago, and he lived a perfect and a sinless life, and he died on the cross of Calvary, and he rose again on the third 
day to unthaw our hearts, to thaw out our hearts, to save us, to, that we could live a life that would please and honor him. And today, many and many of you have a frozen heart. Your heart is hardened. And yet Jesus came to save you, to thaw out your heart. And I want to talk to you for the next few moments about three arenas, three areas in life that have the tendency, that have the propensity to freeze our hearts. And, and the first point I want to share with you about a frozen heart is this. The first thing that freezes our heart is we can, our heart can be frozen with problems, frozen with, with problems. Problems can freeze our hearts. Jesus says this in the book of John in chapter 14 and verse number one. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be in anguish. Don't let your hearts be overwhelmed. Trust in God and trust also in me. And the raw reality is during this Christmas season, there are a lot of people who have a troubled heart. Your heart is troubled. Your, your heart is overwhelmed. Your heart is, is anxious and, and you're dealing with a problem and your heart is in trouble. You're, you're just feeling troubled in your heart. Maybe you're experiencing trouble because of problems in your health. And this year has been challenging for our family in the area of health. One of our, our kids, Tiffany and I, one of our, our little kids, he has been really struggling with severe headaches and stomach problems. And we've been through to several doctors. We've been praying and asking the Lord to heal him. And it's been very concerning to us because he's had to miss school several times. And I knew the severity of it when we were at a soccer game. My, my little guy loves soccer, loves to play sports. And we were at a soccer game on a Saturday morning, and I think he scored a goal. He's a pretty good little soccer player, and he was so excited and playing soccer. And, and towards the end of the first half, he just wasn't looking the same. And he was kind of running, but not with the same energy. And at halftime, my little guy comes up to me, and he's crying. Dad, I can't play the second half. I can't play the second half. I said, son, is your, your head bothering, your stomach bothering? I said, yeah, Dad, I can't play the second half. And he just cries and grabs onto me. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Some of you are dealing with some real pain and some real sickness in your body. You're dealing with with problems in your health, a loved one's health, and it's the Christmas season, and, and, and it's hard right now. You, you feel like your heart is frozen because of, of problems in your health. And so some of you, it's, it's financial problems, and it's the Christmas season, and you're thinking, how can I not let my heart be troubled? I, I wasn't planning on this, and my, I just got a flat tire. My, my engine just stopped working. I don't even know why I don't have the money to repair it. My, but my microwave broke. My dryer stopped working. I do not have the money. It's Christmas season, and I'm having financial problems. Don't let your heart be troubled. 
some of you, it's problems with a family member. And a family member's using you. A family member is having expectations that you can't meet. And they're just unrealistic. A, a family member, you're having problems. How, how many of you have a family member that, that you're going to see this Christmas season, but you don't really want to see them? Anybody got a family? Come on. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, I don't want to see them. I don't. It's problems. It's tension. And it's, some of you, it's at work, and you're having problems at work, and, and your heart is heavy, and your heart is troubled, and your heart is overwhelmed, and you're having anxiety problems and panic attacks because of issues at work, and, and your heart is, is troubled, and yet Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't, don't be overwhelmed. Don't get a frozen heart because of problems in life. And, and then the Bible says this about, about Christ in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. I'm going to use this as a backdrop for every point today. This, this powerful scripture, it tells us about Christ and, and the reason he came. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus says, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. That word gospel literally means good news. He's, he sent me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor to the poor in health, to the poor in finances, to the poor in relationships. Just dealing with poor issues in life. He, he sent me to, to preach good news to the poor, to good news to people who are dealing with, with problems in life. He sent me. He sent me. I left heaven and came to earth. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the, notice this recovery of sight to the blind. You're, you're dealing with physical ailments. You're dealing with, with physical problems. You're, you're dealing with health issues. Jesus said, listen, I came to offer recovery of sight to the blind. I want to help you with your problems to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Jesus came to help us with our problems. I think one of the most powerful scriptures that ministers to my heart, when my heart is troubled, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm dealing with problems and problems can begin to freeze your heart and instead of trusting God and leaning on God, you can begin to be overwhelmed and begin to panic. And the scripture says this in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. That's some of us today. You're troubled. You're frozen. You're tired. You're sluggish. You're overwhelmed because of the problems in life, and Jesus has come to me, and he says, and I will give you rest. I will begin to unthaw your frozen heart. I will begin to minister to you at the point of your need. He says, take my yoke upon you. Exchange your yoke for my yoke. Give me your problem and take my yoke upon you. Why? Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, Jesus says, and you will find rest. That's what some of you need this Christmas season. Rest. For your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And friends, you may be carrying problems. I want you to know today that God can unthaw your heart. Jesus came to preach the good news to the poor. He came to help you. And would you give him your burden, your problem this Christmas season and take his yoke upon you because it's easy and his burden it's light. Don't go through this Christmas season with a frozen heart because of problems, because Jesus came to unthaw your heart, that you could trust him, even with the problems that you're facing in your life today. 
there's a second thing that I want you to see. We can be frozen with problems. And a second thing is we can be frozen with pain, frozen with pain. Pain can freeze our hearts. And the Bible says in Psalms chapter 73 and verse 21, then I realized that my heart was bitter. You've been there before? My heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside. Have you been at that place in life where you're all torn up inside? Goes on to say in verse 22, I was so foolish and ignorant, I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. And friends, when our hearts become frozen with pain, when our hearts become frozen with, with, with bitterness, we can do foolish and ignorant things. I think, I think many of us have done foolish things because we have been hurt and we're carrying around pain and maybe carrying around a, a heart that has not forgiven and we're, we're dealing with bitterness and, and all of us can do things that are out of character, that are foolish and ignorant and senseless when our hearts are frozen by pain. Matter of fact, we can look like totally different people and act like totally different people when our hearts are frozen by, by pain. I've shared with you, and if you're new with us today, you can go back and listen to the series Confessions of a Pastor, and I share with you about my abuse story and a lady that abused me in my early teenage years and not my mother. And I shared that story with you. And I dealt with pain and bitterness over that. And in my teenage years, my mom and dad, they split up and they ended up getting a divorce. And I was carrying around pain and, and confusion. And I was angry and hostile and bitter. And I can remember I was playing football and I loved sports and I've always been a sports fan and love playing sports and and kind of the thing when I was in, in high school and I wasn't serving God I I just threw myself into sports I just kind of like sports was going to be my medication for the pain I was feeling in my heart sports was kind of like my answer in my mind and you know I wanted to play football and get a college football scholarship and I was working hard for it and and I was at football practice and I can't remember the exact scenario of exactly what happened, but I remember my coach was getting on to me for something, I'm sure, because I had a bad attitude. And he was getting on to me, and I was getting aggravated. I was frustrated with him in practice. And after practice, he comes up to me, one of the assistant coaches, and guy, Coach Guy says to me, Herbert, what's wrong? Start talking to me. He started trying to encourage me. And I looked at him, and I just went off. I said, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't have a clue what I'm going. You don't know. And I started screaming at my football coach. I mean, I'm acting totally out of character. This wasn't normal for me. But my heart was frozen with pain. And I reacted. And I screamed at my coach. And football players are going in the locker room and leaving the locker room. And they're watching me scream at my football coach. Because when your heart is full of pain, it can freeze your heart. And you start lashing out. And you start carrying around bitterness. And you start retaliating. And you can start being an ugly person. Because of pain, 
And Jesus said back in Luke chapter 4 and verse number 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor, to those who have problems. He has sent me, notice this, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I can heal your broken heart. And I can testify, church, that God healed this teenager when I was a teenager. He healed my broken heart when I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I began to experience a healing and through a process of just surrendering my life to the Lord, he healed my my broken heart. And even today, I experience the healing power of God when I have a broken heart. This past year, Tiffany and I had some friends that deeply disappointed us and deeply hurt our hearts. And we shed tears over it. We had restless and sleepless nights over it. It was a challenging season for our hearts. And yet I had matured throughout the years of serving the Lord and I This time, I wasn't going to let bitterness creep in and hostility to creep in. I just immediately began to turn to the Lord, immediately began to talk to the Lord, immediately began to cry out to the Lord. And once again, just like he did when I was a teenager, he healed my broken heart because Jesus came to heal the broken heart. Hearted, And I'm talking to somebody today that you are frozen by pain. You are fro- you're doing senseless and foolish things because your heart is frozen with pain. And yet Jesus said, I came. The Father sent me. The reason I was born on that Christmas day, the reason I came, I want to heal your broken heart. And I want you to know this Christmas season, you don't have to go through life with pain and lashing out and being bitter and being hostile because Jesus really does heal the broken heart. Would you turn that pain over to him? Would you turn that unforgiveness over to him? Would you turn that bitterness over to him and let him heal you today? Don't be frozen another day by the pain of the past. Number three is this. Number three is this, frozen, frozen with problems, frozen with pain. Number three, frozen with sin, frozen with with sin. Sin will freeze our hearts. I I want you to see the connection. It's rather interesting in the Scripture. The, The Scripture connects sin with our hearts, sin with our hearts, evil with our hearts. The Bible says this, for an example, in Mark chapter 7 and verse 21, it says, for from within... Out of a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft. No passion. Those are just actions. No, that comes from the the heart. Murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. It comes from, from the heart. And friends, when we start living a life of sin, and our hearts turn evil and start turn wicked and we start living a sinful life, please understand that sin will freeze our hearts. Sin will harden our hearts. 
The Bible says it like this in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. It says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving because here's the the ramifications here here's the consequences of of letting your heart turn evil and unbelieving and starting to sin it says you will begin to turn away turn you're turning your uh, you, you turning you away from the living god you see when you start allowing sin to creep in you start turning away from the living god you stop pleasing and honoring him you see sin starts to freeze a heart. It goes on to say it like this in verse 13. You must warn each other, each, each other every day while, while it is still called today so that none of you, notice this, none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Because when you start living a life of sin, it will harden your heart. You become frozen to the things of God. And I want you to notice what Jesus said. I want you to notice why Jesus came in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor, the poor in spirit, the poor in health, the poor financially, the poor in problems, going through problems. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He he will unfreeze the, the, the heart that's broken and shattered and dealing with pain. And notice this, to proclaim liberty to the captives. I came to set the captive free and recovery of sight to the blind. And then he says, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And some of you are oppressed by sin. You're oppressed by addictions. Today, you're here and and you look fine on the outside, but you're addicted on the inside. You've got secret sin in your life. Some of you, it's not secret sin. You're just buck wild. Yeah, and I want you to know, I want you to know the good news is that Jesus came to set those who are captive free, and we've all been captive. We've all been bound at one time or another. Some are bound today, and the good news, the gospel is this. Jesus came to set you free. You don't have to live addicted. You don't have to live bound. Jesus came Christmas Day to set you free? The scripture says it like this in the book of Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 3. Let this portion of scripture minister deeply to your heart today. It says, and that's the way it was with us before Christ came. Before Christ came, we were like children who we were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. We were slaves to this world. We were slaves to sin. Verse 4 says, but when the right time came, what a great Christmas scripture. God sent his son born of a woman. Merry Christmas. He sent his son born of a woman. Her name was Mary, subject to the law. Verse 5, God sent him. Why did God send him? God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit. Notice this. He has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. Wow. 
See, our hearts were hardened. Our hearts were frozen in sin. But when we give our lives to Christ, God sends his Holy Spirit into our hearts and he thaws out our heart. He shapes our heart. He molds our heart. And God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father, now when you give your life to Christ, now you are no longer a slave but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Jesus was born of a woman named Mary, a virgin. He lived a sinless and a spotless and a blameless life. And he died on the cross of Calvary and rose again on the third day. Why? To set you free that you would not be a slave to sin. You may be living in sin today. I want you to know you don't have to. You may be a Christ follower and you've slipped back into sin. You've fallen back into sin and you think, I just have to live this way. No, you don't. Jesus says he has anointed me to set the captive free. You don't have to be bound any longer. You don't have to live a life of defeat any longer. Jesus came to set you free. That's what Christmas is all about. You don't have to live a life frozen by sin. You give your life to Jesus today. He will send his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, into your heart. And take your heart of stone. Take your heart that's hardened and frozen. And he will heal and he will unthaw. And he will work in your heart today and save you. And the Bible says, here's the good news. You will no longer be a slave. But now you're a child of God. And because of the Holy Spirit, you can now cry out, Abba, Daddy, Father. Because he is your God. And you are his son. You are his daughter. And my friends... The gospel of Jesus Christ is truly the good news. Don't you dare live frozen another day.